Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Previously on Congo. They think I kidnapped this girl. I, I don't know how to deal with this. I'm only 18 years old. Pseudologia Fantastica is also known as pathological lying. We don't know why she does it. I just wanted to go home. The story's not done. She's drawing Emmy in again. She's like a malevolent Agatha Christie. Con Girl, episode four. Fake bruises and phone pranks. When 18-year-old backpacker Emmy leaves Australia in 2014, she thinks she's seen the last of Annika Decker, the girl claiming to be the daughter of Interpol agents. But Samantha Azapardi isn't done with Emmy. With a warning that Emmy and her family are still in danger, she lures the American across the border to Vancouver, Canada. I meet her in Canada, and when we had landed, I got a message from my keeper. And he said, congratulations on landing. I've given Annika a packet of things to give to you. So whatever she gives you, follow these directions. It's very important. So she gave me this card. She said, keep this card on you at all times. This card was to always be in my bag so that we could always see where I was in reference to my belongings. And I'm going to give you these earrings. They're just like mine, and they're trackers. We get to this backpacker's house, and when you show up, you're supposed to write down your name and, like, what country you're from. And she writes down Sweden. Annika had spoken Swedish to me prior. Like, you know, I would be like, oh, say something to me in Swedish. And she would say something in Swedish, I thought. One night, these two backpackers come up, and this gal, she's Swedish. And so she's signing her name, and she sees that there's another Swedish girl. She says, hello, how are you in Swedish? And Annika, like, kind of, like, looks, like, almost like she's a little scared. And she's like, it's been a long time since I've spoken Swedish. And I'm like, what? She's not even fucking Swedish. And it was literally that moment that I decided something was fucking off and I was gonna get away. Annika, she definitely knew something was wrong. I think she could see that I was 
mentally and emotionally dwindling quick. I couldn't wait to get out, but she wouldn't let me just leave. And she tells me this plan. We hitchhike to Calgary. She said, okay, this is the new plan. This is how we're gonna get me out without anyone knowing. I'm going to pretend to be a victim of abuse and I'm gonna go into the system and once I'm in the system, then Interpol can take me out. So we come up with this name, Aurora Hepburn. I help her paint bruises on her and I give her a hug. I walk to a bus station and I never saw her again. I was fascinated by Samantha as a party because there was always the sense that the GPO girl wasn't the last we were all going to hear about Samantha. That's journalist Ali Brecken. About a year after Samantha left Ireland, she walked into a health centre in Calgary and claimed to be a 14-year-old girl who was the victim of sex trafficking, physical abuse. And she had bruises she was trying to show. She said she had escaped from a, a cult. They immediately took her into their care and, and tried to speak at length to her and, and get as much information as they could in terms of specialist interviewers and tried to get to the bottom of her story. There was a concern in if what she was saying was true that there could be other victims out there. So obviously a major investigation swung into action in Calgary because of the seriousness of the allegations she was making. The Canadian authorities took fingerprints of this apparent 14-year-old girl. And then they sent it through the official channels to see if it could be matched anywhere in the rest of the world. A match came up in Ireland and Irish police were able to reach out to them and confirm that the fingerprints they had were the same ones that we had for Samantha as a party. Samantha Lindell as a party, 26, originally of Sydney, Australia, is charged with public mischief to mislead police officer. She pled guilty to criminal mischief and with time already served, she was deported back to Australia. Why did she do this? Does she have a victim complex? 
Does she believe she was a victim of sex trafficking at some point? Where will it end? Some of Samantha's lies do not fit the typical lie seen in Pseudologia Fantastica. Specifically, her repeated lies about being a victim of sex trafficking, of torture, of being sexually abused. Dr. Richard Fryson is professor of psychiatry at the University of South Carolina School of Medicine. It made me consider a third diagnostic possibility, and that is a disorder called factitious disorder. Factitious disorder used to be known as Muchausen's disorder, named after Baron von Muchausen, who became famous for telling tall tales. Factitious disorder is a disorder where people fake medical illness or psychiatric illness. They're not trying to get some sort of financial reward for doing it. They tend to do it perhaps for the need to be in the role of a patient. Samantha has at times a faked medical illness. She did that saying that she was having a stroke. And that would be typical of someone with factitious disorder. And it's such an odd and unusual thing to do that it has to serve some need of hers. The fact that Samantha always wants to present as someone between 14 and 16 would suggest that perhaps something incredibly traumatic happened to her around that age group. Back in Santa Barbara, California, Emmy is about to discover Anna Gadecker's real identity. Three or four weeks after being home, I just decided to Google Aurora Hepburn. And then I found out her name was Samantha Has Party. And then that's when I kind of like went into that deep dive of her actual name, which is when I found like all of the crazy shit that she did in Ireland and all these different aliases. When I found out her age, I've never felt more violated because she played me on the fact that I was older than her, like I was protecting her. This lady was like 27 years old, almost 10 years older than me. And I realized that the terror that I thought that I was going through was just a story. I had been conned and duped. I found her brother online and I just messaged him one night and he responded. And he, he confirmed that I was at her, her house, her actual house. 
So it was not a safe house. I was staying at her dad's house. And her brother, who had been there at the time, he saw me and he thought it was strange that I wasn't talking. And I actually saw her dad. I have a very vivid memory of him in the morning with his robe on and a coffee cup. Finding out that this guy in the robe was not like this wild spy that was all over the world, like fighting international crime. Um, he was just some guy from Sydney. I felt stupid. Immediate shame kind of kicked in. Journalist Rowan Smith again. Emmy says that the thing that convinced her that Sam was telling the truth is that her backstory was so elaborate. Samantha had so much private information. It couldn't possibly be untrue. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. The amount of information that ordinary people put online about themselves is terrifying. And even if you think you don't, you probably still are. Social media expert Jamie Bartlett. It can be things like, obviously your name and your address and where you live and where you work. How many brothers and sisters have you got? But the sophisticated scammer will go deeper than that. They build up a map of where you go and what you like, what your interests are, who your friends are. They'll work out where your family lives. They work out what school you went to, so what your likely passwords might be, or what your safe words might be. And for someone like Samantha, who by this point has spent quite a long time tricking people on the internet, she would have known exactly where to go and get it. 
the act of creating these worlds just through the power of your words and your smart manipulation of content online would have been deeply enjoyable. The thing is, she's using all those techniques to do harm to other people. Two years after being conned by Samantha Azapardi, Emmy was still struggling to come to terms with her ordeal. I was desperate to tell someone, anyone, I was, like, gonna go insane. The story was eating me alive, not having anyone knowing and just living this life inside my own head. So I just searched her name one time and I saw that Rowan posted an article about her. And I saw some really kind eyes through the screen and I reached out to Rowan. When Emmy reached out to me, my reaction is goosebumps. It is hard to find information about Samantha, and a big part of that is because she's so private. Emmy gives me as much information as she can. She gives me travel documents and photographs. And it became the most detailed example of one of Samantha's jobs up until that point. Rowan was so incredibly kind. He never made me feel silly. He did ask, you know, like, didn't you think something was going on? But the way that he asked it wasn't unkind. He really made me feel safe. I'm sad for Emmy because she's traumatized by it. And um, I can hear that when I talk to her. She's come over and she describes herself as wide-eyed and open to experiences. And unfortunately for her, the person she encounters first is Australia's greatest con woman. I think the key for her is most people are good and they want to help and her stories all require help. More often than not, she takes her victims and makes them perform tasks that make no sense, but as humans, we have to take people at their word sometimes, and Samantha's very convincing. Sydney, 2017. Samantha Azapati's powers of persuasion have not dimmed. Another young backpacker becomes an unwitting pawn in one of Samantha's strangest cons yet. I never knew what she wanted to get out of me. If it wasn't money or my identity, I don't know what her angle was. A lot of people ask me what happened and if I tell them, only have more questions. <laughs> Just like me. I'm Lucy, um, I'm an interior decorator and I'm 30 years old.
I was born in France, in Nantes, and I traveled quite a bit. I love traveling because it sets me in situations that are completely out of my comfort zone and it makes me meet wonderful people and go through beautiful experiences. I wanted to go to Australia because it's sunny all the time. <laughs> well, that's what I'd been told. I arrived in Sydney and I didn't know anyone. I quickly figured out that I wanted to live by the beach and found a bed in a shared room in a flat in Bondi Beach. I had one job as a hair salon assistant and there was this Facebook group called the Bondi Local Loop. I was interacting a lot with it. I see a post from a girl named Leila Evans, who is looking for someone to help her out with planning a birthday surprise party for her brother. And I commented right away because surprise parties are totally my thing. I've been doing this for friends for as long as I can remember. And we arranged to meet the next day. When I met Leila, she told me she was 21 and she was currently working at St. Vincent's Hospital in Sydney as a psychologist. Leila told me that she needed me to make a call to her brother to get him out of the house so they could plan the party while he's away. Leila had prepared a small script on her tablet I had no idea what I was saying, but she had told me that her brother was a lawyer, so I just figured it was lingo from work. The call lasted probably less than five minutes. It seemed to work, and I felt like I'd done my job. I do remember she asked me to delete my phone call history so that I wouldn't be able to butt call her brother um, by accident. But what happened next seemed so strange, so, so strange. Layla and I, we hung out a few times after that. And we kept in touch in our conversation on Messenger. And Layla wanted to do a second prank. I remember thinking it's very weird. Layla is asking me to give a call to her brother's girlfriend, who works as a teacher at a school. This time around, the script is about me being a doctor. I had to tell this person I had on the phone 
that a kid named Harper Hart's bone scan did show that they were a 13-year-old person. They definitely seemed to know who Harper Hart was and it didn't seem to come out of the blue to them. They also didn't ask a lot of questions about what I was saying, like they knew exactly what I was talking about. The woman sounds calm, but she does seem a bit concerned. I definitely felt weird about the cold, but at the same time, I've hung out by then several times with Layla and I have no reason to doubt her. I just thought, whatever, it's their own thing. They do family their own way. I don't know how it works in their home. I called Layla over the course of the week after that, but didn't get any reply from her at all. So after a few weeks, I get a call from her. She proceeds to tell me that the reason she's been completely AWOL is that she got diagnosed with tuberculosis and had to be quarantined at the hospital to avoid contamination with other people. When she says that, I think inside of me something just turned off. What are the actual chances of her in our modern world getting tuberculosis in Sydney and for her to have to quarantine for two weeks? What are the chances of this happening? I've kind of given up at this point. I just thought, whatever, this human was weird. I'm just going to go on with my life. So a few days after I last spoke to Layla, I was just having dinner and then I get this phone call and on the other end is a person that tells me that they are a detective from the New South Wales Police and they've linked my phone number to a kidnapping case. I definitely remember asking that person, is this a joke? They tell me it's not. At this point, my whole mindset switched to pure panic. I've never been in trouble with the police before anywhere, and this is beyond anything I could imagine. I'm linked to a kidnapping case. Are they gonna just send me home? Or do I just go straight to prison? I'm just panicked, paralyzed. Fuck, what have I done? Next time on Congo. She's actually using victims from one scam as bit players in another scam. I've never investigated anything like it. She's creating an ever more intricate web. The faster you go, the more thrilling it is. She's actually carrying out another con at the same time. I rely on her pairs. Are you coming or aren't you? It's almost like she's tripped up. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.